episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. I'm your host, Cody Bradley, and I've got with me in the studio tonight... I've got Robert Russert, Thad Bell, and we are missing... Yes, no alley tonight. We are sans trost. So we're going to have a real manly show, or, or something. Let's just get right into it, gentlemen. 22-year-old Gideon Zalalem has joined... Woo! <laughs> Sorry, that was Allie. Sorry. We are we're a, an excited studio about that. We're overjoyed. And why are some people not? I yes, mean, where's the downside here? I don't know. Odd. We don't know how much he's getting paid, I guess, but it can't be that much. Can't be that much. There would be room. And it's only one year if it doesn't work out. With a couple option years if it does. But no, I, I, I'm not like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. But it is a really smart move. It yeah. could be super high reward, and it's very low risk. So for people who don't like it, even if you think that Peter is going to play him in a spot where he can't play, which you might be wrong on that. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> but so what? There's no there's no downside to this. I he's, agree. He's either good or he's not, and you say goodbye. Well, even the other aspect of it is if you're Cousin, if you're Busio, if you're anybody in the midfield right now, you're thinking, okay, my job might be in jeopardy. So that's an auxiliary effect, you know? That's a good thing. Yeah. I, I've i been following him for a very long time now, and the potential is just absurd. Absurd is the word, actually. It could, <laughs> like, like that, he could, and I mean, best case scenario, he could end up, you know, making this club like millions of dollars on a transfer fee if you haven't seen his highlights guys and go watch uh, the guy can ball and he's not going to be starting from a, a normal mls player who has to be incredible before they get noticed he's already out there like people know about him and if he starts playing for the you know the first team and has a good few months then like he could be gone very quickly like he could be i don't see that happening this year but I think a lot of people are going to be. Let's wait and see. no matter how good he is, like this year, I think a lot of pe- a lot of other teams would be. A, let's wait and see how healthy he is and he stays healthy because there's right. a little concern with that. There is, but the team's already good without him, so he can only add to it, not subtract it, to you know subtract from it. So, and like you were mentioning the uh, the players who might be going, oh my god, my job's in jeopardy. Yes, there's the knock on effect that they might be worried about that, but that just that's. A, they have to play harder. They have to train harder to exactly. win that spot. Exactly. But B, that also might mean that they're not required to sit on the bench for a sporting game and they'd be starting at Swell Park or vice versa. So it could be either right. way, right? But um, So, you know, you may not need a Busio to sit on the bench just to, to have another midfielder available. Right. And he could be starting at Swell Park and getting still valuable minutes, slightly less competition, but what he needs is minutes playing against adults. Yeah, and to echo Mike Kuhn, it is going to be hilarious to see how mad U.S. soccer Twitter gets whenever he whenever he gets loaned out to Swell Park 
and plays significant time there. Do you think he will get significant time there? Do you think that's what's going to happen? Is that what's going to have to happen? Yeah, like that was just saying. If, I mean, where is he going to get? He needs significant time, and so I don't see that just immediately being with sporting. Yeah, not immediately, no, but I just don't know about extended time. We'll just have to see. Well, right. extended time could be, in some people's mind, a whole game. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. So if he goes down to Swell Park and plays, and people are going to be going, oh, my God, what are you sending that guy down there for? Yeah. Of course, there's idiots on every side of every argument. So, Okay, so what a logical time frame be, what? U.S. Open Cup games start when? June? So that's where you're putting, like, the goal to get him with the first team? That's just something that I'm thinking, you know, could be possible where he gets some minutes, significant minutes with the first team there. Yeah, but I thought that was for <laughs> all the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Busio okay, and- that's, that's another aspect of this. Okay, Busio has been rumored to be on the block, right? Is this in in anticipation of that? Is it? How does that all fit together? Maybe not in anticipation, but a just in case. Yeah, but they play different positions. Yes or no? That's that's the other question, right? I say no. Okay, I, I don't think this is anticipation of that, or yeah. even safeguarding that. I think this is oh my God, we get another toy to play with. Okay. Mm-hmm, right. That's this is just like on breaking, the cheap. Yeah, assumedly. And, yeah, it it's going to be relatively cheap no matter how you look at it. Um so it's just another tool for Peter to have and to see if it's going to work, right? If you if you think about it from like a starting 11 point of view, right, you, right. Like in the past there's been a starting 11, then there's been a a second wave of people who are trying to get to this the the starting 11 and there's another wave of people trying to get to the second wave. Teams really like we've talked about this before, two rosters deep almost ish. So we're going to go there. Are we? <laughs> but all I'm saying is you have all these different guys. Okay. It's right, not yeah. like a full, like here's the starting 11. Here's the second wave. Here's the third wave. It's all these guys are trying to get to that spot right now. It's, it's just goodness. Yeah. Hey. My, my, my take on the having two teams, I think we do, but I, I think maybe, we do too, but maybe not when you put them all together at the same time. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe that's not when you do that. But yeah. But the thing about Zalelum's addition is is he's a different player than a lot of the guys on the roster. He he seems to be and again this is from very limited looking at him. Cody may have a little more experience looking at him, but he's much more of a dribbler. You know, he's got some good vision he's shown obviously, but a different player than a Cousin, than a yeah. Busio, than a Ilié, than a Roger. Definitely different than an Ilié and a Roger. Yeah, at this yeah. point, I'm not sure if he's different than Abusio at this point. I mean, he's older, he's more experienced. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. But I mean, it would be. I know Peter wants to use him as a six, and he has played a six before. For all those people who said he hasn't, he has. Yeah, we were just watching a video, and I know it's just one game, but and a couple passes, but he did look good, looked yeah. comfortable. In the he was he's playing it for the national team when he got hurt. Now, that was like 34 minutes into one game. I don't know how much he played it before that, but he has played it. So the question will be his defensive positioning and things like that. His passing out of the back is going to be, at least has the potential to be really, really good. Um, So, But, I mean, wouldn't it be kind of fun to see an Ilya and a healthy Gideon and a healthy Busio all in one field? (laughs) Yes. I think he may have to change change his game a little bit, move the ball a little bit quicker from what I've seen. But uh, another thing about it is is that uh, 
I mean, the guy, from what I've seen, has better ball skills than anybody on the team right now. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. He's a magician with the ball. He really is. When he was healthy. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I just want to caveat all that. Like, we, he has the That's potential. your role, Thad. <laughs> he has the potential. And what we're seeing all these videos of when he was 17 and 18 and how amazing he was, he's 22 with two surgeries on a knee. He could be just as good and just need some time to get it all back. But even he was saying uh, in the press conference today about how after surgery on the knee, he it took a while because he's having to get used to the idea of the new knee and feeling the pain in it that was there breaking apart the scar tissue and stuff like that. So he may not he not, he may not be a guy that just comes right back from an injury. He's a, He might be a guy that needs to totally get his confidence back and all that. But and, we'll see. And play under a manager who seems to have a knack for getting the best out of people or revitalizing a career. Benny Fellhaber. <laughs> you can you can there's a number of players that Peter has given time to and found out whether or not they were going to be good. And I mean there are people who are coming back off of injuries or people coming back off of just, you know, poor form. Uh, players who came off a of poor form, got good, had an injury, came back. You know, it's it's all these different things. If Peter sees the talent in you and that you're working it, he's going to give you a chance to stick around as long as he's got the room on the roster to do so. If he doesn't see you working it, well, you're gone. Yeah, we know what happens. <laughs> and there's a quote uh, that was in the Star today from uh, Zalelem himself. says, I feel like I've been in the spotlight for a while now. I want to get going. I want to fulfill my potential. So... Obviously, words you want to hear, and that's what he's going to say at this point. But hopefully his heart's in it. Yes, we all want him to do that as well. Yeah. I will say from just seeing him in person talking today, I think his heart's in it that he wants to get out there and play. It's not like he's just around to cash cash another payday kind of thing. It wasn't any impression like that. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player in the world or any of that stuff. Just I did – feel it was genuine what he was wanting to do, though. But he totally could be. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got, what, six months of training under his belt at the moment, so he's should be in pretty good shape, you would think. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not sporting shape. But. Well, yeah. All right. We had a game this weekend. We did. Yesterday. Today's Monday, right? <laughs> Yesterday is Monday, yeah. <laughs> Damn daylight savings time. It was a long... <laughs> right, that. Yeah, no kidding. It was a long day today. Um, okay, Philadelphia Union, a two to nothing win, but it didn't exactly feel like a two to nothing win, did it? No, that's why I said eeks out on the title of my recap yes. <laughs> because it was a lot closer game than it very ended fitting score wise. It was almost a eek as an ek, not an ekE. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, a win is a win at this point with this congestion, right? That's going on and Thursday being. More important, yeah. Yeah, I, so I saw people saying or discussing the idea that maybe they weren't, they were making a point to not attack and to maybe conserve some energy this game. That's an interesting point. I thought you were one of those people. That's why I was looking at you. No. Maybe that was Chad that agreed with that. Well, Ryan Mees in his post-game interview alluded to that fact that, you know, it was a good thing that this game was like that, that they went down to 10 men, where it wasn't like the L.A. game where their fitness effort was much higher. 
but he also mentioned uh, the second game at Toluca. The same thing was they were able to conserve energy because they were up. Yeah, which I mean, it's it's, it's Peter and the staff and all the the science and technology and the I'm sure the implants they have in these guys at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. They're MLS, um, but they they know how these guys are, how fit these guys are, and what their bodies are doing and stuff like that. At least in theory. So yeah, it's it's good that they didn't have to put out a ton of energy, but I don't think. I think it's a different thing to say they didn't have to put out a ton of energy and then saying they didn't attack on purpose to conserve energy. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They didn't sit back. I mean, it's just they they didn't get as good a game as they probably wanted to. So. Well, give the union credit. They they pinned us back a number of times. They and did. They were dangerous, swerving in some strong crosses. And as we know, Amelia had to be on, and he was. At the end of the first half, um, the, the stats were something like 55% possession for sporting. But mm-hmm, I was actually right. pretty shocked about that. I, I mean, watching the game down on the field, I really felt like Philadelphia would have had the slight advantage, not a huge advantage in possession. I bet they did until the red card. No, in the first but half, half time it was oh. 55. But, yeah. but like you said, though, a lot of that was us passing the ball around the back, trying to find spaces. Yeah. and yeah. The, the, it was always on the other half. I mean, because I was shooting the offensive half for the most part, and it, it, was primar- it seemed like it was primarily in Sporting's defensive half. And it just felt like Philadelphia had the ball better, but maybe it was just because it was always down on the other end. But <laughs> they did, and they every single there was plenty of opportunities to send the ball into the box, and that again makes me so nervous with this team. Sporting can get their head on the ball on the offensive end, can like do well on crosses and set pieces on the other end, but there's just I get so shaky and nervous. On any ball into the box. Oh, I agree. <laughs> and they did that a bunch. Probably on purpose. Because totally they knew that too. <laughs> we've The last couple of years, we've seen way too many opportunities that somebody throws a, a ball into the box and nobody marks a guy and boom, he's got a free header. It's and just such a weird thing. The way the demanding, how, how demanding Vermees is on defense. And it's just such a weird thing with this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand that either. So, so okay, far it works. we got. Uh, what do you guys think of Busio? He seemed to be disappearing a lot of the match. There were some good things I saw, but bad. What do you think? It, it depends on how you want to judge him. If you want to judge him as an MLS player, he was okay. You want to judge him as a 16 year old? He's pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, so it's a good take. As a regular MLS player, he wasn't – actually, like, partway through this game, I said to myself, this, for all those people who hate Roger Espinoza, this is a game where you're seeing why he's so valuable. The game would have been different if he would have been out there and healthy and fully energized, which maybe not as happening as much as it used to. Yeah. But uh, he would have broke up a lot of that and, and turned things the other way farther up the field. It would have been at least a little bit better. Busio doesn't have that capability, and – not yet, at least. And Gutierrez right. is not the same at it. So no matter which way you look at it, that wasn't out there, that Roger capability. So it would have been a different game if Roger had been out there. But again, just judging Busio as an MLS player, he did okay. Nothing spectacular. He had a couple. He drew a penalty. He had a chance. Well, he had two chances to score goals. Uh, one, he you know gets by the keeper. Does a nice move, actually. He saw the keeper jumping up because he's going to chip it, and then so yeah. he played it down low, got it through, couldn't quite control it before a uh, defender could get there. 
The other one, he had a shot. They, it almost looked like they were trying to set him up to shoot because he was making good. And this is the the positive thing: he's making good runs to be in good spots to get shots. And Russell found him one really good time. Lucio yeah. let off a relatively weak shot close to the keeper. So it was he could have done better on that. Yeah, he was. It was suffice for me. <laughs> suffice. Is that like do. a rating system now? That'll yeah. do, Donkey. It was really awesome, and it sufficed. Yeah. Okay. That's how. That's my only two. <laughs> I can't go below that for sporting. Yeah, you can. I'm obsessively positive. Unlike some people we know. <laughs> oh, the other one I wanted to talk about. Two. We've seen two matches of Borath. What do we think of him so far? More than suffice. Yeah. His composure the, is really good. There were there were some moments in the first game against Independiente that that he had me very nervous. Like there was one they got a like the best shot off of the game, that, and he just like stopped running. Just I don't know what he was doing. And the guy, the whoever the attacker was that got the shot off, it was a terrible shot because I don't even think he, he was like, how did I get the ball right here? <laughs> uh, but but yeah, well, the, that's the effect he was going for. Yeah, right, yeah. Mind games. If you throw yeah. the other team off, it doesn't matter how you do it. Physically, right. mentally, psych, you know, ESP. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Helikinetics. Um, but there was some good, you know, he seems to be the target on uh, set pieces for us a lot of the time. And he did almost get one against Independiente. He, he did tell me at media day he has a good head. Well, he's confident with it. I like that. It doesn't have any obstructions for making a header. Right. <laughs> well, if someone claims to have something, then we got to go to it because we're still not very good at set pieces. No. Um, but no, stepping in just like as a, as a as a relatively new player, he's done really well. Yeah. yeah it, and Peter addressed this in the game in the the post game press conference too. Um, he doesn't like to have defenders start right away because he likes them to get more time to see the game and you don't tend to, to sub out a defender and just play him 15 minutes at the end of a game to right. get experience right like you would a, a forward or a midfielder a lot of times so you like defenders to sit on the bench and see the game up close and get experience that way and then have a full game in at a later point well he didn't get that chance he he's in pretty quick because Fontas got hurt and there was nobody else quite ready because the the next defender is even less experienced in the league at this point. So, don't yeah, about Graham. Uh, yeah, I was for it. Isn't that who you were just talking about, Graham? No, Smith. No, you're talking about oh the Rwandan, right? Abdul Guatabaye. There you go. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty close. Guatabaye. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it and say that was perfect. <laughs> Abdul perfect. part was, but for me, he did imply. Uh, I'm probably getting ahead, but that Fontes may be ready come Thursday. I would like to have him back. You know, with a with the speed team, I'm not sure if it's if I'm more one him or Borath to stay there. Yeah, I understand that. I was thinking about that also, but I think with him back there, we're able to move the ball around and control possession much better. Oh, I agree. And he's yeah. just got that like a, a calming touch. Did I always say that about Ilya? He, I, I noticed that in Fanta, so the ball would fall to him, and he'd have one good touch, and I'd be like, "All right, we're good." Barcelona pedigree. Yeah, exactly. And that partnership with Ilya too. But okay, so um, obviously Milia, one of the stars of the game. But and I'm writing an article about this, so a little bit of of uh, ruining my story. But 
Russell, no matter if he's pulling off his things or not, he just gets under the skin of other teams in in different ways. He he denied Pesky. it. He denied it in the post game interview, <laughs> but but that's Johnny too, you know. And uh, you know he just attracts people and uh, infuriates some people. Obviously, uh, I know you were wanting to talk about Mr. Fabian, Cody. So yeah, speaking speaking of Russell, though, <laughs> one thing I've noticed about him is in an interview when you have a recorder pointed at him or a video camera pointed at him. Oh no! I I was just playing really nice. Oh I did yeah. This. Oh yeah. I was, you know, perfectly <laughs> yeah. nice, and everything's good. But and off camera, when you drop that that recorder, turn it off, and turn the camera off, you yeah. might have a slightly different opinion of how he phrases. Things. Yeah, for Not, sure. That's the problem is I'm never going to out him exactly for what he says because it's off record at that point in my point of view. But <laughs> he sometimes is a little more colorful when he's just away Johnny. from the yeah. Yes, Johnny does get under under the skin. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought that up because I did hear people in the cauldron get frustrated with his lack of production there, but I yeah. I felt that he, you know, did a, a decent job for the match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. What does a person have to do to to be have a decent production? I mean, you have to score a goal every game <laughs> to be decent production. Right. Um when you attack a defense and and they have to pay attention to you you're doing a service okay his ability from last year is helping open up Gerso on the other side or helping up open up Nemo in the middle it's just the way it works yeah if, if he's if he's not doing something or he's not finding space it's because they planned for that and that means someone else will yeah it's and I, quite honestly, I think sometimes the best thing they can do is put two people on Johnny because he lo- he's so good at splitting defenders. I almost hate it when there's only one guy on him because he sim- t- tends to dribble into the guy. Yeah, you can like see the wheels turning in his head. Every every time he's got two people, you can just like see where he's planning. Yeah, he's, he's like jockeying to get those guys in just the right spot and cut through them since they don't, don't want to run into each other. Well, Thad made a good analogy. We were talking about this on the way out of the stadium last night. You know, you know what he's going to do, but you can't stop it. And it's like, yeah, that was Precky, too. You knew exactly what he's going to do, but you couldn't stop it no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Thursday, the Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League. Did we talk about the Fabian guy? Fabian? Marco Fabian? Yeah. Yeah, Did you want to talk about him? Yeah, what did you guys think of that red card? Well, that was on Cody's list. I was just trying to make sure we did actually, <laughs> other than just throw his name out there once. And his just... denial of what he did, I had no place else to step. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. I thought that yeah. was you defending him No, earlier. no, that's what he said. No place else left to step, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He would never intend to step on anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things, you know, whether you've played the game or not, you can look at that replay and know that that foot did not need to come down right there. You know he not. left that there, yeah, undeniably. It, it it could have stayed up. I mean, because he put it down. It could have stayed up, and he just rolled out of the play yeah. when he hit the ground, which, I mean, I've done that a thousand times playing soccer because I didn't want to step on somebody. And about a hundred times I've stepped on people. So, Well, yeah, it was good riddance to get him out of there. If you guys remember, he was the star, star player for uh, – one of the last times we were in the Champions League and we lost to Cruz Azul. And he kind of ravaged us in that in their in the away leg. So yes, I was very happy to see that. And Melia saving the PK against him, that was wonderful. Yeah. 
So he had a bad day. Horrible day. Good for him. Huh. I saw man. <laughs> I really. I wish I had that I feel tweet so pulled up. Someone, someone said he's the first MLS player since like I think it was like 2002 or something to get a to miss a PK and get a red card, a straight red in the same match. <laughs> so basically, a historically bad game for Marco Fabian. <laughs> so well, sad. So now, sad. I, I just want to like like flip the turn, flip the table a little bit. Reading some of the comments on one of the MLS soccer articles, and people are saying that Johnny he he deserved to get stepped on because he was a leg breaking tackle coming in. I'm like, no. I, I went back and looked at. It. I'm like, maybe I missed. You know, maybe I had my sporting blue blinders on or something. Right. Went back and looked at. That. He comes in and he does. He sweeps in one leg trying to get the ball. But he, and he pulls both legs back. He wasn't yeah, two-footed he tackling that. Actually, I'm inclined to think that this person is referring to another tackle in the game of, of Johnny. Do you know the one I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, no, my I guess gosh. I do. He sent somebody, like, head over heels. Oh, yeah. I was on the other end of the field, so I never saw that one good. Oh, my gosh. He's, I thought I, he almost sent a guy into a full flip. If you guys are Reddit fans, he went into a full scorpion. <laughs> like, the head down and the legs come back over the head. Full scorpion. <laughs> So yeah, that I was think wonderful. I do remember seeing it, but I don't remember it being Johnny. <laughs> well, I, no, I remember it being Johnny, but I didn't remember. I, I, it was on the other end of the field, and I wasn't actually looking through the camera at that point because it's hard to shoot that end anyway. And um, oh, it was just an absolutely perfect tackle, just bone crushing. But it was it dirty? Was no? It? Oh no, not at all. He he got the ball. I don't even think he really got much of the player at all. But, I think the ball just kind of. It was when the guy was trying to kick himself, and so it. Man, he just went flying. It was wonderful. <laughs> Actually, and I haven't it watched any of the the game. Like, I haven't watched the game or anything yet. I haven't not had any time. Um, so I'll probably do that later tonight. But I, no, those people were specifically talking about that tackle. Like, huh. he came in and you know he was going to Steve Zakiwani. Yeah, I was just reading that. Uh, yeah, on Fabian, huh. like you know, put him out of the game and all that stuff. And I'm like, I went back and looked at. It, I'm like, I'm hoping I'm not being that blind. No, he pulled out of that tackle. Yeah, he did not come close to doing that. All right. How do we feel about Thursday night, guys? Yeah, are we on to the Scotiabank Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League? <laughs> yeah. Let's know. get there. Uh, down 2-1 to one at the moment to Independiente. Got the away goal. A one to nothing win. Wins it. But who really thinks we're going to hold independent, uh, yeah, them to one goal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about if or Fonta, no goals? If, I mean, if Fontas is back, and I think Peter's top two outside backs. If they play, then I think a shutout is doable. Okay, I think that's going to have a fall a lot on the midfield. Well, the ones he, the first three games of the season that he started, I think if that back line goes, I I think they can. And if Melia is in goal, that was something else I wanted to talk about. I, then I think then I think they could. Uh, and Espinosa, who's now rested. Right. But I was just thinking for the back line for the defense. Um, I'm going to backtrack just a slight bit. Zussi, I don't feel, had a good game this last game. No, he did not. Okay. Um, I agree. He didn't have a good game in Panama. No. Um, both the goals came through him at some way, shape, or form. He mm-hmm. wasn't solely responsible, but they came through him at some some way, shape, or form. I don't think he's had the last couple games being good. And 
he still had some decent offensive movement, but his defense, which people used to complain he sucked at it, which he didn't suck at it, but he was he's, he needed to improve. I think his defense the last couple of games has not been very good. Do you think about putting Lindsey in there, who's actually looked good on defense the last couple of times? I personally, I picked Lindsey in our predict the lineup on thebluetestament.com. Way to pimp, Cody. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's why he's a uh, professional radio host. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. Let's really, let's just uh, look at that. Whenever we, by the way, whenever we tweeted this out at Blue Testament KC, uh, we had some like they're always pretty funny responses now to what do you think the lineup is going to be? And basically it was just a bunch of gifts of like, I don't know. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, quite honestly, I'm giving up on predicting those lineups at this point until it's a little more consistent. But uh, I'm pretty sure at four days rest that it's going to be Zuzi back there. It's going to be the regular guys back there. And I it agree. sounds like it's going to be Fontas from what Peter said yesterday. Maybe. But still, I think it's going to be up to the midfield more than the back four to turn the tables and, and stop there going right through the middle of the field. It's going to be up to Ilya. It's going to be up to Rogers. It's going to be up to Felipe to take care of that. Well, let's, let's just go. Let's good just thing go. Ilya got that extra five minutes of rest. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that'll save him. <laughs> uh, let's just start at the back, though. Let's go with the our, our readers on the Blue Testament are overwhelmingly in favor of Melia for this game. We're, yeah. 90, 95% of the voters. Is any, I mean, really, like, who's opposed five, to five people? <laughs> five people have picked Zendaya. Eric Dick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh so a good shop stopper. so right do we do you guys think that he'll put Melia back in there yes i uh, he'll be crucified do. if he doesn't <laughs> yeah i think he will but Melia doesn't care or vermis doesn't care yeah, about i know but he cares how, about winning how mad sporting kc twitter gets <laughs> if 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 he if he plays zendejas and they lose then he'll be crucified <laughs> yeah he will he will um defenders this is where it gets a little confusing we don't have it split up, and we just have all defenders in one thing. But the four receiving the highest votes are Barath, Beesler, Sinovic, and Zusi. Because they're probably assuming that Fontes will not be available. I guess, I guess people were assuming Fontes is... Or they yeah. just like Barath better. I mean, maybe, okay. maybe he made yeah. an impression. Yeah, I would still consider Fontes to be questionable. I mean, so... Yeah. Even though he's... Peter said he might be ready. That doesn't mean he is. I think he used the word probable, I think, but yeah. yeah. I just watched a vote come in. Okay, there we go. Wow. Because they're listening live, right? Because <laughs> we do this live. Someone was voting at 7.30 last <laughs> night. I saw you do it. Um, others receiving vote on the back line. Crosse has three, by the way. <laughs> we should just put Crosse in, in the goal section just so he can just have, <laughs> right. be in every single one of these. <laughs> you know, I would vote for that, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, Rodney Wallace also got a bunch. Jalen Lindsay did as well. I wouldn't mind seeing Lindsay over, over Zussi. We I hear just, you. We hear you. Whenever I said that at the beginning about, you know, if they have the preferred back line is more likely to get a shutout. I just, in my head, they're just going to be more organized. Yes. Like, yeah, Zussi might, the you know, their their speedy winger might have a step on Zussi, but he's just a more mature player now that he's, he, if I know that, he knows that also and can prepare for it. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to sit back and say, oh, you know, I didn't learn anything from that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a professional. Which we should note, he did, he did get destroyed in that. 
in that first leg. Yeah. He he was embarrassed a couple times. <laughs> in the LAFC game, wasn't his best game either. Yeah. Okay, midfielders. Highest three receiving votes. Roger Espinoza, which we thought you guys, we thought our readers didn't like him, so that's encouraging. Felipe no, no, Gutierrez. no, 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 no. Not, don't, don't blaspheme our readers. <laughs> I don't libel, don't slander. Well, most of the time don't, when I don't say. Don't demean. Most of the time, I'm not, but I'm, well, most of the time when I see, or when I'm talking about what people are saying, what fans are saying, I'm, it's responses on Twitter to us and our comment sections, what? so. That, there's a there's a vocal minority for every position in the world, okay? Yeah. So there's a vocal minority out there that thinks Rogers sucks, all right? And they're wrong. But I don't I and I know that there's some readers that think he's not as good as what others do, but there's a lot that think he's good. So I don't just don't want to like totally splatter the same opinion yeah. across the whole readership. <laughs> right. But we all know Roger is a winner. Roger is a fighter. He's experienced. He's not going to want some Panamanian team to come into our house and take the Champions League away from us. Yes, he is the most CONCACAF guy we exactly, have. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, he might get red-carded by the end of it, but... <laughs> but he'll make sure we win but the game. But if we get that win, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> win the series, we should say. Right. So so who else? Also receiving votes, Felipe Gutierrez and Ilya Sanchez. The typically sagacious Ilya Sanchez. Can we talk a little sagacious. bit about Felipe? I want to hear. I want to hear more about the word sagacious that Thad just said. Is it sagacious or is it sagacious? I'm not quite sure. Well, it's a G, so I'm well, going I couldn't with tell sagacious. Because this is, this word is beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> Learn something new every day. Astute, uh, insightful. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Is that what you're trying? To, you're trying to define it now? Synonyms? I'm trying to give it to Cody. Okay. <laughs> He's a, he's not making it up. He's being my thesaurus at the moment. Okay, so do you guys So we're not like talking that? about Felipe. Okay. Do you right. like that starting three, the main three? You want that midfield back? I, I wouldn't there's nobody else I would put in there. So Well, how, but what are we going to do so, put Zalalem in? So there? you would <laughs> No, but how about um how about Kellen Rowe for Felipe? No. Rowe has just been too up and down. Moments of okay. In moments of, yeah, no. Okay, so is Felipe going to play Thursday and then on the weekend as well? Um, I think it doesn't matter if he plays on the weekend. I think it only matters that he plays Thursday night because are we playing Colorado this oh, wait, weekend? Are you, Robert <laughs> wait, wait. Russell, are you are you saying that you value the CONCACAF Champions League now? <laughs> Shut over up. Over MLS? Is that what Shut I'm saying? Shut up. I'm saying we're playing Colorado on yeah. Saturday. Hey. <laughs> so, yes. But yes, we should focus on the CCL game, not the Colorado game. So, Felipe, Damn. we need to yes. get him the ball more, guys. get you to write an article for the Blue Testament saying that. <laughs> now, again, don't take it the wrong way. I didn't, want us, didn't say didn't want us to be successful. But anyway, Felipe needs to get the ball more. Yeah, there has been. I agree. So many times when he's had space, he hasn't gotten the ball. You can see it in his demeanor is when he doesn't get the ball. He's frustrated. He gets frustrated. He needs visibly. to get the ball more often. Now, I wish he was stronger, actually, physically on the ball. Because you notice he's a little easy to knock off the ball. It seems at times. He's but like 110 pounds or something. Yeah, well, he's not big. Yeah. And that's the other thing about Zalelum, isn't he? Five eleven, one fifty five. He's not is a very he big dude. Little? I feel like he's, he's yeah. seemingly kind of tall, yeah. but maybe not. But, um, yeah, I want to see Felipe get the ball more often in space because that's when he's the best. Well, like that was saying, 
some of the unseen value of Roger Espinoza, I think, is helping that battle in the midfield to get Felipe the ball more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, I think that was part of the reason he was frustrated. Totally agree. Yeah, there was at least two or three times this game I saw him expecting a ball and yeah. not being happy not getting it. Yeah. Yeah, you can see they've got they've got like a play in quotation marks for like how to move the ball up the field. Like you can if you're watching the right in the right spots, you can see these players like calculating, now I need to go here. This patterns it's of like, play. Yeah. It's where they don't even need I know a lot of teams do this, but it's you can just see this with this team where like sometimes the the guy doesn't even really look, he just knows that if he gets this touch on the ball at this angle, then his guy should be there. He, and that's all part of being with the team so long and so much good practice that they know where players are going to be. That's what I do. One of the things I really miss about being able to watch the team at any, they used to be able to watch the practice any day and they keep cutting it down to less and less, but that was <laughs> yeah, a nice seen, thing. Is, you've seen quite the transformation from that. <laughs> yeah. It, when they would have been happy to have a, a, a photographer there. Someone wants to take pictures of our training. Yes, please. Come yeah, here. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> To, uh, price right, you get of to progress. Watch, now you get to watch the first 15 minutes and you got to yeah. bug off. And <laughs> Good way to put it. So with even with more congestion this year, it's going to be even less because usually it's only one day a week and never two or, never the, the two days before a game. So it's going to be even less. Wait, someone, we did add Gideon Zalalem to the list here. <laughs> and this must have just happened. And people are already voting I, for him, aren't they? Yeah, because when I did it, and he has one vote. <laughs> Gideon <laughs> Well done. Well done. <laughs> right, right before we started this pod, I was like looking at these results. I'm like, oh, man, we should add Zalalem to this. And I think Ben must have heard me say it. So, yes, one vote for Zalalem. I like it. Zussi also has one vote in the midfield. Juan Cusain has four people. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, but I want to get this Not win. in this game. I want to get the win. Game. Not in this game. I'd, I'd uh, rather see him against Colorado. Yeah. Him and Benny going at it. <laughs> Your two preferred wingers, the readers, your two preferred wingers are Gerso and Johnny. Everyone, it's we we're clearly going first team here. The readers want first team. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing? Just throw this out there. Gerso's left footed. He's better than his left, and he's been playing as an inverted winger for a while. I I wouldn't mind seeing Gerso be on the strong side. Shaoli on the left, and, and Johnny as a 30-minute sub, second half. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. A little bit, something some a little different. Yeah. Well, they do. Man, they the wingers trade off so often that it, like. They do. Yeah. It almost doesn't even matter, but, but yeah, I, I can see that. And they do both play better with where they're normally at, it seems like. So, I, um. I want to go first team. I really want to get this win, but I think I would rather give Johnny a breather, and I would I would I'd rather see Shallowy and Gerso. Have to get Daniel some confidence. I know. Yeah. And I think he could. I mean, he he was he's, like passive in the last game against them. It's like he he's been relatively invisible the last every time he's played this year so far. I mean, I hate yeah. to say that, but he does provide a different look. Which I think is, is is a factor as well, but okay. Center forward, overwhelmingly Christian Nemo Namath. Yeah, Vermees yesterday really defended Namath hard. I asked a question about you know it seemed that Namath was uh, somewhat invisible, and of course I 
framed it that way to really get the reaction that I got. But um, he is really good at combining with players, and that was Peter's point, and it's so true. That uh, I know, I love it. Yeah, he's he's a pivot for the attack. He really is. Yeah, and that wasn't there last year, and it is so there this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year he yes he that was not there at all. Uh, he he seemed like he was just running around like alone on an island last year whenever he would whenever he every time he touched the ball it was either a bad shot or a bad pass it was just not there last year and I mean I I will admit that I was not really totally ecstatic about him being the number nine and he's doing well now he just he needs to keep it up I mean we'll we gotta see that but right now I mean that may be talking out my backside but I think Peter is a really good judge of a player's character and personality I think he knew that, okay, if Namath knows he's the man, if Namath knows that he's going to be the one that's going to be put in that position, he's going to be a much more confident player. He's going to be who he really is, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. instead of having to compete. And, you know, he needs to be the focus, and that's where he thrives. And see, this, this would be an interesting article to try to write, but I think that might be the different, total difference between him and Rubio, okay? Mm-hmm. When Rubio knew he was the guy, he didn't seem to be have the fire. When Nemo yeah. knows he's the guy, he seems to have the fire. Right, yeah. And it's like they're the opposite kind of player. When Rubio has to be fighting for position, he's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. When Nemo's confident that, okay, you got this spot, go play. We're not going to yank you out for just having a bad game. He goes and plays and has a better game. So what has Rubio been doing in Colorado? Has he been starting or has he been coming on? He was starting. Was yeah. he? Okay. Has he got a goal? I don't think he did. I think they got, the, did they get shut out last week? In the one game, he got pulled out when they went down a man. I know yeah, that. Yeah. So that they could sub on another defender. That was the snow game, I believe. But no, I think we can all agree that Namath this year is the Different. Namath we've all been wanting to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, if, if he is just a shade of what he was in 2015, then this team will be very dangerous. Okay, he did flub a chance or two yesterday, but still. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the flub is the right word. If he was off balance on one, he didn't really get a strong shot off on it. So you know, I'll give him that. But. There's there's one, and I have a really good photo of it. But yeah. there was one where he's getting a lot of pressure, and he kind of like launched it from a weird angle. Mm-hmm. There, no, there was one that he really launched from like a like thirty degrees off the goal line kind of thing, and it would have been a miracle shot for it to go in, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, there was that one where I thought he should have crossed it or done something different with it. I, I will, yes, I will agree with that. Also receiving votes, Eric Hurtado got a few. That's and, just because of his hair, though. And let me just point out here, <laughs> Croze has no less than three votes on every single position. So add those all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay, so last year I was such a big Johan supporter. This year I'm a little worried about him. Yeah, I just, I've just not felt confident now. I've, what, in his 20-minute appearance? Yeah. Last year I saw the good things that he was doing that wasn't quite working. This year I'm not seeing it as well. I still see kind of what he's trying to do that's not working, but yeah. it shouldn't be regressed back to the beginning of last year is my no, point. It shouldn't. I understood the beginning of last year he was not in sync with the league, mm-hmm. and I was okay with that, but I could see what he's trying to do. But I just feel like why after being here for a year is he back to where he was last year at the beginning? You know what I mean? Maybe he's going to – I hate to make this excuse, but it's something I noticed for the entire team on that field in Panama. Not one touch that any of them had 
landed the way they wanted it to. No. So do you you think it really was the fuel was an impact? I do. Yeah. Like one hundred percent, I do, and I, not even like making an excuse. They should have been prepared for it. It looked like this was the first time they'd kicked a ball on it. Well, you, it can be a weird. In in some fairness, because I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play both sides of this, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying, Cody, because they did practice on it at one point. But perhaps this game, it was now wet down where it wasn't when they practiced on it, which can change mm-hmm. the turf a lot. Yeah, where if you play on it, you're used to it. It's it. it I was told by three different players at media day because it, it just it came up in different ways about how weird that turf was. It was like no turf that they'd played on before, so it was very weird in that regard. Well, yeah, so it's hard for them to to pass. I also think that sporting is a team that sucks. Excuse me, doesn't play quite as well <laughs> on turf. If you, I, I, I'm pretty sure if we go back and look at all the turf games they've had the last two or three years, as they become more of a possession team, they became worse on turf. Yeah. In in relationship to the other games, not saying that they lost all of them or anything like that, but just overall their games were not as good on turf. Yeah. So I I brought that up because. I noticed that more in Croze than like anyone else because <laughs> mainly just because of the way he plays. Like he, the second he gets that ball, the first touch he's trying to do is like a lethal, you know, right. first attacking sure. touch forward. And so that's I think that's part of the reason he was let down so much. And just an aside, did the field not look gorgeous yesterday? Oh, it did. It this, like that, smooth as glass is what oh, it looked like from up high. How did it look down down below? Oh, it looked good. It, yeah, was, it was weird because when uh, went to the previous time we were out there for practice, it looked a little like uh, a little bit discolored in places, mm-hmm. and it was like beautiful green yesterday. I wonder if they painted it. Yeah, it, it looked really good. It was. That's the first thing. I, right, right when I turned the corner and saw the field, it just popped. It was. It was beautiful. And I heard, and the people I was walking with said the same thing. Yeah. No, it was beautiful. And the turf around it, I think, is a good touch. It looks a lot better than what they you know had before. The brown the, and the concrete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also the the nice new railing over there by the one exit. <laughs> I beware with, with large bolts. In large extra size bolts, larger than all the other ones. <laughs> all right, so gentlemen, are you confident Sporting Kansas City will overcome this deficit and advance to the Scotiabank Concacaf Champions League semifinals? More particularly, are we all confident we're not going to allow a goal, or do you think they're going to get one? I think they're going to get one. I think they'll get one, too. So then do we need to score three, or can we beat them in extra time? Well, it's Wait. not extra time. It's yeah, it PKs. would go right to PKs. Yeah. Right. So three to one is what we would need. If I think we can do if, it. Yes, if we concede, three to one is what we're looking at. Yeah, I think we can do it. So I think total depends on who and scores first. If, right. If Sporting scores first, Independiente, Independiente has to <laughs> – Really try. I mean, it has to be. They'll be forced to try to go score a goal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and at that point, I think we might be able to counter them and make another goal, score another goal. Um, I just don't know. It's, it's so much will depend on that first goal. If I, if you're asking for a prediction, which I know you're probably going to, I think Sporting wins the game, but it's not like it's far from like oh yeah, definite confident kind of thing. Although if it goes to PKs, Namath is going to have to score. That'll be the key. If he does, we're fine. But also, we we can't discount the way that they played against Toronto FC at Toronto FC. They played a much different kind of game in Toronto than they did at home. So I don't know if that'll hold true for this series or not. It's 25 degrees in Toronto that day. Yeah, so what? 
They're Panamanians. <laughs> it's not exactly going to be gorgeous come Thursday if the weather holds the way it's supposed okay, to. Okay, they're used to rain. <laughs> so I don't want to, because sporting has already lost a game to them, it's weird to talk about this, but at times in that first leg, some of those players on the team on Independiente looked like high school players. Oh, like do you did you not get a, get that sense? There were just times where it's like that player has no touch on the ball. Like, why would you shoot that? How did you, like? But at one point, a ball almost went out of the stadium. I think it went out of the stadium. <laughs> And the guy took it, the shot was like in the box, and he kicked it out of the stadium. Well, there are high school stadiums bigger than that. that. That's that's true. (laughs) There are more. There are high school stadiums bigger than that one. There's high school soccer stadiums bigger than. So so no, you guys didn't see that. Well, like I said, my feed from Yahoo Sports was so bad that there was a whole lot I couldn't see anyway. But (laughs) like, uh, yeah, Sporting did not play well that game. The defense was not organized in the way it needed to be, and that speed. Like really mess with them. Like they're a fast team, and they, you know, they got. There was that one incredible goal. Like, well done. That was an amazing goal. But also, like I, I mean, there are high school kids that can do that if they hit the ball right. You know what I mean? It. They have, they have some talented players, but their talented players they are do. pretty much all up top. The rest of the guys pack it in. So it's kind of almost like two different teams out there. Um, a block of seven or eight or whatever it is in the back. And then three guys who are really good at an attack. And then they have subs who are pretty good in the attack. Yeah, I, f- I feel bad. I can't think of um, that player's name. The guy, the, the number what, 22 Ivy? that scored their first goal. Is that Ivy? Ivy, I think, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. FC Cincinnati doesn't go after him in the that's, window, then Yeah, that's dumb. why I wanted to talk about him. I'm like, <laughs> man, I really hope that kid has earned, uh, earned a contract somewhere. If not in MLS, like I hope someone in Mexico has seen it or, you know, something. Yeah, some USL team, if nothing else. <laughs> FC since oh sorry, and it sucks. Like it's <laughs> it's like good for the tournament. It's cool that you know it's not just MLS and or it's not just USA and Mexico, but also like get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, let yeah, let's get them. Let's get rid of them. Let's go face Monterey. I say, um, I think it's. I think we're gonna win two to nothing. Two to nothing. That's a daring, ballsy call, Cody Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I have not the best feeling about a game, they impress me. And whenever I feel cocky about a game, they don't. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very hard-pressed to say they don't score. But I think if uh, Sporting scores a goal on them, they'll just open up and Nemo will score too. But. Or whoever. Yeah, if, they, if, if Sporting can get one, I, I see the floodgates opening a little bit. But I think we're going to come in very motivated for this game. Fans, get out there. Who cares yeah, what the weather's like? Uh, most of the people in the cauldron I was hearing were going to be there. They said they'll be back Thursday. I'll be there. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll all, we'll, will we be at full strength, I guess? Are you going to be there, Bob? I will be there, assuming I've gotten approved. I haven't checked. Oh, crap. Ooh. What yeah. about Allie? Oh, God. All three of us just remembered that. <laughs> what about Allie? I sent it in. I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I got approved or not. Whoops. Can't imagine we wouldn't after being approved for the first Exactly, time. right. Yeah, but I, maybe I didn't do it right. <laughs> There's yeah. always that danger. Yeah, maybe I just like didn't we, do something. I'm going to go home and check. <laughs> Find out for sure. I'm not leaving here without checking. <laughs> all right. So any final words? 
I don't think so, but I think they're going to come in motivated come Thursday night. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to pull out the victory. All right, Sporting KC Nation. Next week will be a normal week. We can find time to podcast next week. Right, Allie? Yes, right, Allie, who definitely won't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We here at the Blue Testament, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do join the community on thebluetestament.com. Leave us a comment about how much you missed Allie, probably. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. Until then, vamos a sporting. Yeah.